Good day, punters. Welcome to the preview show. We're at Caulfield for Sir John Monash Stakes Day. Nico, Drizzy. how you doing? Good, mate. Decent weekend. How'd you go last week? Jeez, uh, it's a long time ago. Last week. A lot of seconds. A lot of seconds. Oh, I, I don't know. We'll have to mention Nikita again, but you know. Oh, Al Quesho. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tried to forget it. Why did mm. you have to bring it up? You didn't want to talk about it on the uh, midweek. Uh, yeah, that was brutal. That was <laughs> dead brutal. It was really brutal. Uh, back Doctor Drill in Sydney as well. He ran seconds. So. Yeah. Well, got drifted out to a backable price. I thought. Yes, have a go. I just kept backing it. So that's a problem when they run yeah. second, isn't it? But, uh, it was a day of seconds for me as well. And Since then, I had a result on Mr. Tiflo during the week. so we got Yeah, that was a good result something. in the last storm time. You got about 450, 480 for it in the end. I went to Pakenham on Tuesday. That was regrets. That was a torturous day out as well. So hopefully we can bounce back. Nice and cold. And we're probably going to get a cold one at Caulfield. So we've got a soft six currently. I just came from that area. It was bucketing down. It will be soft six, soft seven, two to five mils tomorrow. We're going to be in the soft range. Soft five at bare minimum so look that probably make competitive racing every horse should handle it maybe almost every horse well even the last meeting there like it rained well late in the program um that's why the race has been moved forward the first race is 11 15 just to avoid sort of what happened at the last Caulfield meeting where the last race was nearly running pure darkness well on tv it looked probably better than it actually was yeah like um working in the television industry being there on the day like you can usually paint a lot more light into the cameras than what you can see but they were flat out like that was yeah. as light as you could paint it you could barely see and them. you could still barely see them so i was pretty surprised they run that race actually but um looks like they've made the right decision here with sort of gloomy conditions predicted on saturday and you know if that means we're going to start 11 15 so the punters can bet on nine races i'm happy with that I me mean, too I prefer an earlier start, so like just means we'll have to get the so. uh, Saturday pregame pod Dicko out a little bit earlier than usual, so I'll have to get him on at 10, so we have it out for the punters. Rail out three, soft six, first race, 1,200 metre, two-year-old event. How do you reckon the track's going to play? Should well, be fair. Like it was pretty even the last yeah. meeting, so every horse should probably get their chance. I'd be wary early, though, as, as you usually are. Like, it's not... Like you really want to be unloading in the first race anywhere without knowing how the track's going to be playing. So I think it's important to tell punters that if you live anywhere close to the Caulfield area, you can freely go there on a Friday afternoon. It'll probably be raining, but you know, chuck on a raincoat and just go have a walk chuck in the final your, 500 your metres. jacket and you'll yeah, be up. Exactly. Get on their Betfair bull beanie or something like that. Maybe get a mountain goat beer into after oh, you. While you're doing the walking. Oh, that could be a bit dangerous with the way you knock them back, Jersey. Well, you know, someone's got to, <laughs> got, to keep, got to keep it going. Race one? Uh, yeah, the 1,200 metres for two-year-olds. The market is $2.70 for Can't Be Done. Three twenty last night when I looked, so there's been a bit of backing. Uh, outside of that, Avon River, pretty good from out the back last start. $4.60. Sukoshi, $6. Champagne Boom, six fifty. Star Surprise, Nines, probably keep drifting, probably get out to a decent price. Uh, longer the rest. Oh, sorry, I missed Lady Loyer. Is that how I say it? At $7. Yeah, something like that. Loire, maybe. I don't really know. I'll leave that. Mapping? To Matty Hill. Like, you'd assume can't be done, would be right thereabouts again. There's no reason he couldn't lead this field. Has to lead. Like, there's there's no other speed angle in this field. The race, first starter showed a bit of speed. Uh, Hicker, I think that's how you roll with that one. Uh, Mickleburg County can roll forward. Sakoshi won't be far away. 
decisions that you made for a star surprise for Barry Nine, even Champagne Boom from Barry Six, or how sort of positive they want to be from there, or they'll be looking to ride her back in the field. Look, it's a pretty busy sort of map. If, you know, star surprise, Champagne Boom, Mickleburg County all push forward. There might be a bit more pressure for Can't Be Done, but it's hard to really know with two year olds and what they can do with their tactics. Um, I'll go first here. Can't Be Done brings the strong king of Hastings form lines. Look, it's data out of that Sandown run is super. It'll be on speed. It'll be pushing tempo, in my opinion. It'll be five lengths plus faster to the 600, and it'll be there at the finish. It's the horse to beat. I thought 320 last night was pretty good. You're getting, you're getting into the not-so-value area now that we're now around the 270. I, I have it marked 240 on my, my numbers, so 320 last night I was, I was coming here pretty keen. But yeah, that's a good survival. They've found it a little bit. Um, other chances, look, Champagne Boom was pretty pretty good, all things considered. They'd have to give it a more positive ride, but I don't think they will. Um, similar that was, River. That was the best I've ever seen Champagne Boom Parade. Yeah, so she could, still couldn't get it done. She could issue. be starting to furnish a little bit. Okay, so you think there might be a little bit more... And there wasn't so much improvement there, but just temperament-wise and manners. She's yeah. usually a horse that charged around the yard like a bit of a maniac and she just settled down last start so she might be starting to put it all together and she, she does have a lot of ability hmm it's interesting uh sukushi started dollar 70 last start may just only be a thousand meter horse but i have to respect its sps lady Lear one by six lengths but data wise i'll take it on um star surprise was one which i think's got a bit of merit because it was slow out last start it was a day suiting front runners, and it was one of the few on the day that actually came from the back and won. It looks really progressive. It's going to keep drifting. They're not going to find this. They're not going to back it. Data-wise, it's poor. So I think it's a real hidden runner. Like, I think we can probably... I'm thinking on the day we'll get 16s. Yeah, we did run second. It can't be done at sale, and it was very green at sale. He sort of hung out on the corner, and um, I think he had to go back to the jump outs after that run, or... Something of the like. I read that in the stewards report because it was very green coming around the corner. He improved at Achuca last start. Proper road probably should have won since at Bairnsdale. So the format of the race has been sort of decent. I thought he was probably the danger to can't be done. Um, realistically, he's got a lot of improvement, this horse. Nikita race one again. Um, <laughs> surely the same thing that doesn't happen last week. Well, we're not on a $3 shot. So you're at least getting the value added to the price. Yeah. It's nine bucks. I thought he was probably can't be done as a main danger. I could say he can't be done. Just keep on being backed. Um, he's got figures. He rolls forward. He's professional. I'd imagine this is a sort of horse that the syndicates would look for. And yeah. I could see him starting, you know, sort of 220 if they really wanted to find him. Because there's, apart from him in the race, like there's not a lot of substance to the race. He'd probably have Avon Rivers measure. The sort of King of Hastings for mine, you'd think. So Koshi, I thought she was sort of looking for 1,200 before her debut, and she won over 1,000 at sale. And then last night, she looked gassed over 1,000. She looks a horse that will get through a wet track. She's a little small horse, so I'd imagine that would be in her favours, and she does drop four kilos. So. What's well, my surprise the horse went so poorly at Swan Hill, because it wasn't, you know, wasn't a good good or firm track there. It was something I thought would probably suit, but Swan Hill, I guess, is a different kind of track in terms of a bit more roughed up and you, you get these early types that sometimes don't handle it. Yeah, different base compared to a, a Saturday track, but can't be done, hardest to beat, but I don't really know about him. On to race number two. It is a 1,200 metre race for the Mares. In the markets, we have 
Charlene, three dollars. The original Panther. Original this Panther. This is what I'm I'll find this in the yard, guaranteed. I, before I say the other numbers and the prices, I thought when I was doing my form, I don't look at the odds first, right? I do my form, I go, oh yeah, this would be a great bet. We're going to get tens, no one will find it. They look at the odds and see it's come up favourite. I'm like, what's going on here? I was shocked to see it, three dollars. I'm extremely shocked based on where it maps and everything. Uh, outside of that, you've got Miss Vixen and Fragonard who are by both $5. Miss Iano, $9.50, freely around after winning extremely well last start. Um, Mystified, Beautiful Flyer, both 10s. And Your Mate, Forbid Me Not, $7.50. Big jump up in class to be shorter price of Miss Iano, all things considered. She's pretty smart, Forbid Me Not. I don't know if this is sort of a campaign, though, to be taking on... Sort of Melbourne Saturday racing, but she couldn't have been more impressive. Her sort of last two wins, she'll be a speed influence in the race for you. Mystified could probably lead. Fragonard from Barrier Nine um, got to roll forward. I think they'll roll forward. If Willow got to the front, it could be sort of game over here because he could yep. take Miss Vixen and Charlene completely out of the race. We're drawn low and don't have a lot of tactical early speed, so I kind of want Fragonard on my side. Just given that she's got the the run under the belt now at Caulfield on the soft track. Um, I suppose it's a bit of a lead up. I don't think she's a better horse than say Charlene or even Miss Vixen to that extent, but I think she just gets probably a, a good setup here. She's a bit turning into a bit of a number, but most of these mares are. Miss Vixen's obviously the, she's probably the best horse in the race. She's run second to Iconoclasm. She probably should have gone close to winning the proud mistakes over in Adelaide behind Lady Cosmology who has form around uh, Arcadia Queen. So that's, you know, red hot sort of form. Barrier two was a little sort of sticky and I haven't seen a jump out since her last run, which was around 40 days ago. So there's sort of, the planets all sort of aren't aligning there for her, but I thought she was definitely, I thought she probably should be favorite here realistic, realistically. Um, Charlene looks short at $3. She is a number, Charlene. Um, she come down here to Melbourne last prep. She couldn't get a win out of the way. She won at Sydney, down the outside. No, was she up? Down the middle. Yeah, it was down the middle. And then last start, she had her chance down the outside. I, I couldn't you reckon sexually, I didn't think she did. Yeah, I had $3. I thought she was more like a $6 chance yeah. here, but I couldn't really lay her, though. Like, I could still see her winning this race. There's, just, there's a few chinks in a few of them. So, I'm, we're playing from the same playbook here. So I'm, I'm going through all the runners here. I'm looking at the speed and tempo. So I'm saying that I think they go three lengths slow to benchmark at best to the 600. So I'm saying this can be slowly run based on all the mapping I'm doing. So with that happening, Miss Vixen, I think it's you know definitely probably the best form horse in the race, but it's going to get back. Poor tactics. I can't have it. Charlene, it's going to be on the rail. Same it's the rail the place to be. I respect what it's done in Ram, at Randwick and everything. Like I actually think data-wise, it's probably... Should be second favourite. But once again, it's not getting the right what right right. Mystified, probably good run behind Phil the Flute at Morfordville, but tempo's not gonna be on here. Missiano, same thing, won a really good race. It's gonna get back and run on. By default, this is Craig's race to steal on Fragonard. Roll forward, yeah. has a really strong final four hundred meters in it, and that's all all it may actually be wanting to give. It I definitely hundred percent guarantee. Up until this point, it's been a number. Yeah. But this is a horse that you want on your side. And I think I think you can wait to get in play on this horse. I think you don't need a bet pre-race. Well, that was what I was sort of thinking. Like, Craig jumps to the front and just 
you know, gets the lead easy. And outside, the outside leader or, you know, if Forbid Me Not leads and doesn't push the tempo, which, you know, Mr. Fight could do the same thing. Tough Missile could do the same thing. You've got a few who can do it. If he's in a place, if he's in a position where he can just own the race, yeah. like, it's $5 now. She's probably be training about sort of 350 to fours. I reckon you'll, have, you'll, you'll easily get fours in play yeah. 400 metres into the race. No issues. Yeah, so... Yeah, like like I said, she she just finds a setup here, but it's another race lot. It's just some smelly, very smelly. And as we say, the best place to bet? Betfair. Betfair, because you can get on in play of hunters. On to race three? Yeah. 1,400 metres, a BM78 race. Sorry, I'm a little cast here on it. Here we go. Off the bit. He's off the uh, bit. Off the bit. I hate how it does this show me more. Uh, big race, Cryptic Jewel. Yes, I repeat, punters. Cryptic Jewel, four dollar eighty favorite. Who? Cryptic Jewel. Second favorite. Ballet Master and Laurie Meehan are the same price. Did you ever think you'd hear that? Ballet Master and Laurie Meehan are in the same race and they're the same price. Fourteen hundred. That might be the, the case. Might be the case, but it's strange to say. Uh, outside of that, Groundbreak nine fifty is best around. Satori is the same price and King Kabuto coming over from Morfittville. If you had told me six months ago that Satori would be nine bucks in a benchmark 78, I'd be very shocked after the day he beat 50 stars at yeah. Manoa. But he hasn't really gone on with it since that run. Uh, a lot of these horses haven't. So what's the mapping doing? Bit of speed here. I'm predicting a pretty fast tempo because there's a lot of horses drawn wider barriers. King Kabuto's last two runs, he's just led and really sort of made um, sort of nothing else in the race ever ever likely, especially his win at Eden Hope, where it was an absolute fill-up for me. But so I just, I'll fill you, and I'm not sure if you if you backed, I backed him last night at Morfordville. Yeah. It was a horribly leader-biased track. You had to sit first or second and hug the rails for the majority of the day to win. So he PR'd. He absolutely PR'd. So, I think Alsman's a bit more one-dimensional than him, though, and they'll probably look to get to the front from barrier 16, Special Diva can roll forward. Urak will be there from Barrier 3. Satori's going to be there. Arancini. Then you got some real decisions with like Special Diva or Venar from 11 and 13. Even Groundbreak from 17 and your mate Trigger Point from 15. <laughs> like I could see a fast tempo here. All trying to get positions before they... Uh, well, it's a bit of a, a climb up the hill there from the 1400 metre position. So they'll be wanting to get in fast. So in terms of speed in this race, I couldn't find a natural leader. So I... I I'm looking at all these horses, and I know there's a lot who are going to go for the lead, but I can see just something getting out of the front and just anchor dropping once they get there, which is a bit of a concern for the pace for me in this race. Um, I thought Cryptic Jewel was horrible under as I thought it's done little data-wise. It's close to lay of the day. I actually have a better lay later in the day, but, geez, I would be taking it on here to the hill if I was Walshy at the bookie stand. Like, I kind of like, like, I found her off her Mooney Valley run last prep in a, what I thought was a pretty strong maiden at the time, and then sort of thought I got my money out of her at Caulfield. She went to Sandown, she was okay in, in a 64 against Phillies and Mares. Yeah. And then her first up win was good at Geelong, but it was in a 64 again against Phillies and Mares. Like, she beat Miss Tice, who struggles to win a pack of them synthetic 58s. Like, it looks, uh, I don't know. She's a progressive horse, but I could not take $4. Well, she's come out favourite against some really good types. I she mean, should be double, if not triple, the price. She should be double figures. 
Uh, she, if there's ever a chance she comes out and wins and proves us wrong, but I, I would have a double figures on my numbers, and that's what I do. Um, walking through this race, special diva, I was on it last start, just found one better. It can win again, but I'm probably not with it today. Kalashani Lad, I don't think it's going to get any favours from the barrier, it's going to go back, but data-wise, it's, you know, it's a horse that can win. It's going well. And you can get a big price for it. Um, Laurie Meehan, they supported her over the 1,200 metres last start. To my eye, it looks like it needs 1,800 now. I don't think it's got that sharp final 600 in it, so yeah. and I can't see, I'm not sure if there's going to be enough speed in it for it, so I'll take it on. I've just come to one here that I think, on the punting form data, it's one of personal best rating last start, which they definitely can regress back to the norm, but I think from groundbreak, I've seen just some really good improvement. It lost a plate last start running a personal best as well, which for me, when they lose a plate and still do something well, I think they can only improve off of what they've done. Uh, one at course and distance by nearly three lengths, second up last prep, well it's second up here. The barrier is the only query. This horse is proven in open grade. This is a BM78, it's well rated. It's all up to the ride. And I'm getting 950. It's Well, he beat Lumi in last start. Exactly. Come Smashed on. him. Like, And I think this horse, based on what it did last prep, will improve. It's, you know, it's one of my two value plays of the day. I'm clearly keen here. Yeah, I can see how he found him. Like, he's, he's a bit of a fresh horse as well. He doesn't seem to really get many runs to a campaign, but... Yeah. Like he, oh, I'll be jumping off next start, guaranteed. Yeah, but he's definitely in this, like... Lure me in as one of mine. Like I think he's a really class horse. His jump outs going to his first up run were that of a group class horse. Like yeah. he was absolutely flying. I thought even though well the market was kind of with me, like he was well backed late. Um when we were doing the preview show, it was sort of like four dollars fifty and he ended up starting like he hit three dollars thirty, I think from memory. I'd say it's close it was in the bookies are in closer to three bucks. Yeah, like it, there was a lot of support for him and I don't know, this soft track first up, he copped a bump at the start. He just never looked comfortable inside of runners. I think it's a forgive run. Is he a Flemington horse? I don't think he's a... He's a Flemington ran a bend horse. I don't think he's a straight track horse. Yeah. His best is over a mile. Maybe this is going one, one, one run too early, but like he's the most talented horse in this race and still could win. If I was playing in the race, I'd want him on my side. The other horse that were on my side is King Kabuto. I know he won two starts ago at Eden Hope, but he absolutely brained him. Um, just never in doubt from there. And his last start, you're saying he probably had a bit of a PR, which he probably did, but he's finally starting to strike some form again. He gets 51 kilos, he gets Teo, he can handle a fast tempo. Um, he's still on the up. No, I just think this horse can run a big race again for you. It's a uh, double-figure odds. Well, he's nine bucks. you probably get 13s on the day. I think he'll drift on the day based on the field, but... If we think Cryptic Jewel's going to drift, then maybe not. Yeah, I couldn't back her at $4.80, no way. Uh, on to race number four, 1,400 metres for the three-year-olds. But Willow is on. I can never catch Willow. Well, yeah, exactly. And he's going quite well at the moment. Like that paint the town two on Wednesday. Like, Ollie's riding it. That's not a negative jockey change. No. Ollie to Willow. And then somehow it just comes out and wins effortlessly. Well, that was, I think, we'll find on the punting form data in the review that... The speed just wasn't strong enough out front for the things out the back. He's the best in the winter, Willow. Yeah, it's just golden. Uh, so race four, Fight and Morrissey at $3.90 each. But some places, you're getting $4.40 for Morrissey at 
one of the places, which I'm finding extremely surprising based on what it's done. Uh, Smart Alyssum is $4.60. Outside of that, they're double figures with brick top 11s. Speed map, Morrissey leads, right? Yeah, Morrissey could roll forward. I think for four, first time 1,400, I reckon I want to take a sit and make him run out the trip. Okay. Um, I sort of had falls going to the front. Fight can be there, Morrissey can be there, and Smart Alyssum. Like they're all horses that have enough speed to hold a position. Apart from that, like maybe Persuader and Angel Lass roll forward from outside barriers. Like in behind them, the horse is drawn sort of the first, you know, like you got Turn the Tide in three, Tower Road in one, and Epilette Prince in four. Well, none of them are going to really want to be pushing upright for a position. So I think the horses from wide will be able to get in, but there's no real natural leader here, unless they do just take up a Morrissey and try and ride him like the best horse. But I think 1,400, they'll be a bit more conservative. And they won't want to be doing a lot of work up that hill, especially as for this type of horse. I know we were keen on him sort of, what, what was it, two weeks ago? Yeah, and then Paddy's blood's not right, which is a massive concern. Oh, it's not too big, I don't reckon. Like, is he... in terms of all the things you could have wrong going into a race, like, I don't think the blood's is that that big a deal compared to, say, lameness. Yeah, that's or true. Or something like that. Well, you know my, my opinion on lameness, I'm just straight scratch them. Yeah, so... They just, they just depend. Like, I thought he was a complete moral two weeks ago that he doesn't get the same setup here, though. He doesn't keep Willow. Um, he strikes a race where there's a bit of sort of form going around. Like, Willow had the ride on him last start and sticks with fight. Um, how much do we read into that? I know he's got a bit of family sort of connection there, so maybe he's trying to keep the ride there, but that's got to be a negative, like Willow to Poi. Even though Michael Poi is riding well... Um, I found it hard to split the top three in the market. I thought they could all win Smilis and Morrissey in fight and thought they were probably the only real three chances in the race. Spartan Flame can probably improve at odds and cashed up was a horse I thought um, could be the sort of blowout chance in the race. He's should have won at Mildura at $1.14 where he has paid and just didn't go past the other horse. He laid in at Swan Hill, he got the job done. He went to Geelong last start and was a bit of a workman-like sort of win, um, he's got form on the soft and heavy tracks. He's just got a bit, he's got a bit of upside this horse compared to a few of these, so I wouldn't be shocked if he ran sort of in your first four. Yeah, so Craig, Craig Williams who's riding at 24%, switching to Michael Poy, he's running at 18% the past 50, so look, they're both going pretty like well. Like it's no knock on Michael Poy, he's one of the best apprentices we have in Victoria. But and he's riding a positive 54% ROI at the moment last week. He's not so. Craig Williams, so. Yeah. Um, look, the, Morris is the best horse in this race. I've got little doubt about that, but coming off the bloods, up to 1,400, how do they ride the horse? Is the tempo going to be on? Because it's best when tempo's on. Yeah. So if they crawl along out front, the horse will be pulling, straight, still be trying to settle it. The apprentice has been told, don't, you know, don't use it up. So you're not going to jump around them and suddenly do something crazy like a D Oliver Wood or that because you know, or Williams on search squad you're just not going to do that so I've got a few queries there over the horse um, Falls is a really interesting horse it was ridden 16 lengths faster than it previous start in a maiden um, I thought it was a sneaky chance here if it could get the right run so look, uh, read into that what you will I thought Fight was probably a horse that you could take on at the, with the data on it. I, I just don't see. 
I don't see it measuring up to Morrissey or to Smart Alyssum. Yeah, that's fair enough. Smart Alyssum, while it PR'd last start, it did get the dream run. PR, it was just very smart. It was a win of a smart horse that I think is finally putting it together. It's always shown a lot of talent at yeah. the trials, even at very early days. They thought it was a very good horse and he just hasn't lived up to it. They might finally starting to work him out. Like his last start win was pretty good. Yeah. And as long as they sort of got ten bucks late on the yeah, fair, that was, it was great. really good. As, you know, Lucky King goes on. It's probably the last winner I backed. <laughs> if they can just give it a similar ride, just off the pace, you know, midfield, it'll be there in the finish. So I'm tipping Smart Alyssum and Morrissey. I'm, I'm with both of those, which tells you I'm not overly keen to get involved at this stage yeah, with their prices. Tricky race. On to race number five. Yeah. So it is a open handicap over 1,400 metres. Sorry, I was just patting it out as you, as you know I do. Organza, $1.90, scratched two weeks ago or last week? Last week it was at the old race. Which arguably was significantly easier than this race, and you're still getting the same price, which I'm a bit surprised about. Uh, Elite Drake, six fifty. bloody hell. I'm doing a dicko now. The back like to think so. Awful. Tens to four dollars eighty. Why didn't I back it last night? Jersey. Why didn't I back it last night? I thought it was <laughs> there was a great each way chance here. Um Hassan Eagle, fourteen dollars. I know you got a bit of time for it, and no show six dollars. Mapping? Speed, speed, speed. Lots of speed here. Like to think so on Elite Drake. Barriers one and two. Who's going to want to cross who? Does like to think so want to cross? Or does Elite Track sort of sneak behind him, kick up? They could just get in a speed ball by himself. I, I've said it doesn't matter who leads. They're both going to push tempo at least three to four lengths faster than what you'd expect to the 600 on class benchmark. Aussie so. Choice is another horse who... Mm. His best runs are just when he goes brutal tempos out in front. Like, if he can ever recapture his form... He has figures that would put him in sort of Group 1 class, 1,400-meter yeah. races. He wasn't terrible last start either. No, he wasn't terrible. Um, he'll be right there. Like, Yendo could even cross those two in the lead. I'm expecting a lot of tempo in this race. Um, yeah, just the, the way those three horses like to run, especially if the jockeys try and take each other on a bit. Like, Steph Borton's last ride in Elite Drake, she went very fast out yeah. in front, and that just seems to be what this horse likes, so... Yeah, fast tempo here, which I think is a bit of a sort of a chink in Organza, really. She hasn't really been in many races where they've gone brutal tempos out in front. Yeah, recently she hasn't had the base for it. She did have a really good run. I wrote this down, so let me go have a look. It was about 10 runs ago where she finally met a really good tempo and she actually put some really good data figures on the board. So yeah. I think there is a bit of a tick there, not a dollar ninety tick. That's a while ago, though. Yeah, but definitely. You don't know if the horse can get there again, but they have in the past. So you know, if I'm getting twenties for something that's done it in the past, and it's a question, yeah, I'll, I'll look at that and I'll reference it. I'll go, okay, yeah, I could take that. But am I going to take a dollar ninety? Not, not on your life. Well, I didn't even want to back her last week in the in a weaker race. Well, I think she would have won that by three or four lengths with. Uh, Equestro getting blocked in. Yeah. R King rode her two starts ago, or yeah, she's ridden for two starts this preparation. Larry Cassidy, all of a sudden Willow jumps on. Yeah. Like that's a huge tick in this horse's um, favour. Dollar 90 is way too short. I've probably thought she was more 
realistically like two dollars eighty, um, two fifty that sort of range. Um, you, you might even get it on the day. Elite Drake's consistent. I like to think so is consistent, but Huss, I just keep coming back to Huston Eagle here. I know he's a bit of a he's not a nonny. He just doesn't get in a lot of races where he has a chance to win. His last win was in the Mildura Cup, which was around this time last year. Where he absolutely stormed home to beat Plenciel. Look back through his... I, I like how you didn't make, mention the second horse there. Oh, Centium. Centium. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he goes okay on his day. And Kendra Wood, old mate Kendra Wood would have been a 10-year-old back then. <laughs> I just think this, this horse is just flying under the radar a bit. Like, look back through his four last preparation. Ran second to Elise. Got within a length and a half of Elise. You can mention that one. Like, come on, punters. And he had Talia Hope on. Start before he got within a length and a half of Whispering Brook, subsequent Group 2 winner. Beat home native soldier. So we're talking about proper group class form yeah. here. His first up run in the Wangoon, where he struck a fast tempo. He absolutely savaged the line. Then he went to a really weirdly run race at, at Flemington over 1,400 metres, which has produced like one more try. Mascalino's been a subsequent winner. Mr. Marathon Man. It was just a funny run race. And then he went to the mile last start in the Swanigal Cup, loomed into the race like he was going to win it. Sectionals kind of backed that up from the four of the two. It was the third quickest of the race. And then Billy went for him the last 200. And he just didn't run out a mile. He's been back to the trial since then. I don't think I've seen this horse trial better than what he did the other day. I just, this horse is absolutely airborne. I know he has Talia. She's going to get back in the field. She's going to come around the whole field. This is the greatest $15 chance I've ever seen. Never won on a soft track, are you concerned? No. Nah, he trialed on like a heavy 10 the other day. So... Best value of the day? Yeah. Well, it was a soft six, but it was Sonata. So it's like a bottomless track. He's, he's absolutely flying, this horse. Just didn't run out the mile last start. $15 is way over odds. He should be about $6 in this race. The other horse is over is Uzi Choice. He's finally getting fit. Uzi Choice? Or Aussie Choice. Come on, mate. Whatever you want to call him. Come on. Like I said, in the sort of um, speed map... This horse has figures in his, on his day that put him group one competitive across a lot of platforms. Um, he's finally getting fit. He's gonna, I think he strikes his race shape here. He gets the senior jockey back aboard. Be very wary. Uh, the one I like here, like to think so. Look, strong second last start to Highland Beat. It's actually better 1,200 up to 1,400 here. Last time it went around at 1,400, it defeated Debt, debt Collector and ran a personal best time running them ragged out front. It's up to coffee to... He was on his feet late that day. Mm. But you could, you could do the same thing here. Yeah. You just got to push it along and get them, you know, get them going. And it's... I thought it was the value in the race, but... Kim Hahn's flying. Have, like, we, yeah. I know we backed all about Nicky the other day, and I probably shouldn't bring it up for the punters at home, because it should have... <laughs> It should have won at seventy-one dollars. Fifties later in the day again. It's, it strikes a much tougher race, but it should have won last start. So, but Kim Han horses are absolutely flying. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I was shocked at the price last night. Five fifty now. I'm. I'm more considering backing Hassan Eagle now. So I think Hassan Eagle is a great shout. Get on the Eagle. Yeah. On to race number six. It is a two thousand meter three year old handicap. It's the only Eagle we should be talking about. No golden Eagle or uh, anything like that. Yeah, Just no. Hassan. I won't say any of the others. Uh, Junipel, $2.20. Tavi Run, $3. Uh, double figures arrest, which are aristocratic miss coming out of a hurdle race uh, type tempo. Did you look at the data of that in the end? 32 lengths slow to the 600. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Crimson Ace, uh, 
uh, $10, DeRozo $10, and yeah, much longer than the rest. I haven't seen many slower races than that. That's the slowest race I've I seen saw, in a long time. I remember DK and Potts talking about a highway race that went similar sort of fractions at Warnville one day. There was a Flemington race that, oh, whose horse won it? One of bloody DK's, I think. They went 18 lengths slow the first, it was 1,000 or 1,200 metre race, and they went 18 lengths slow to the 600. At, down the Flemington straight. It makes you wonder. Oh. Do they actually know they're going that slow? How fast? You, you'd think so. They know they're doing it at track work, so yeah. you think they'd uh, bring that into race day. But, um, well, Nikita knew how far she was going. I think that was Ken's dream that won it, actually. Potentially. Yeah. We'll have a look when, when we get to it. Nikita led on Tabby Run last start until the 600. He went 14 lengths mm. above par. So he looks your likely leader here, and he should get it pretty easily. And gets the soft track. The same similar conditions. Whoever put up nearly five dollars Juniper, like you got rocks in your head. I probably saw the the fact that it had every chance last start and couldn't beat a battler up in Queensland. Well, I was happy to back him at five dollars. Two dollars twenty. I think punters at home have overreacted a little bit. Um, it does look a bit of a two horse race though. Like Juniper's got issues from his map though. They're going to have to either go forward. Have they scratched Jenkins? Yeah, they scratched Jenkins. Okay, then it is a two horse race. <laughs> They're going to have to go forward from barrier 12 or look to really sneak and go back because there's a few horses yeah. the inside of him that aren't going to show a lot of gate speed. I reckon they should roll forward and not give Tabby Run a, a big head start like Dogmatic did last time. Yeah, you start. can't. Dogmatic had no chance to reel it in. Like the, the way Tabby Run was ridden last time, if they ride him again like that here, he's going to be very hard to beat. That being said, they don't want to ruin the horse either and that's kind of what Tabby Run did to Dogmatic last time because it's pulled up double lane next start at Flemington. Um, Tabby Run, I'm expecting them to set a similar tempo. The times that it's run on the punting form data last start would have a competitive any group any group race anywhere, in my opinion. It's yeah. they've got plans to send it to Singapore for the Derby over there, which is you know middle of next year, right? So they've got a good long term plan on it. They don't think the horse is a Group One Victorian type. I think it'd actually measure up based on what it's done there. I think they've just figured him out. He likes going fast. Yeah, exactly. He's a bit of mini value when Linda rode him, he went fast. Mm. Um, I backed him that day. I backed him when he won at Donald. And then ever yeah. since then, I thought he was a pretty nice horse going into the spring. And just since those two runs, you just tapered off a bit. Like, you got beat at sale prior to last night. And then Nikita just went straight to the front. And he finally got rolling along again at the sort of tempo he did yeah. um, a few runs ago. Uh, you know, when he won that race at Mooney Valley, and it was game over, wasn't it? Yeah, so I think the most important thing is they didn't back up go the 2,500 metres because I would have hated it they did that. I think the horse looks incredibly hard to beat. It's my bet of the day. And I'll tell you why. So, aristocratic miss, I'll just take it on. You can't back anything that's gone 32 lengths slow last start and he's going to get such a brutal tempo here. It's essentially missed a run. Like, and you can't take it. I don't think it's that good. It's a good horse, but it's not that good. Yeah, barrier trialed over 2,000 metres. And Juniper, I backed it in the Sunshine Coast Guinea. So it couldn't beat Baccarat Baby. I think it's got a tricky barrier. Um, yeah, we'll appreciate tempo, but positioning running for it is the be-all and end-all of it. And I personally feel they will be schnicking. So I'm saying Tabby Run is my bet of the day. Well, I saw Fordall's 80 Juniper, and I thought this might be the time we might be able to take a pump with this horse and just sort of hope and pray he runs out 2,000 because I think that'll be his main concern. Like, you only got to go back six months. He loomed to win at Flemington. Absolutely yeah. home. Probably hit a dollar one in play. He did hit a dollar one. I, I know. Hit a dollar one 100 metres out. And found a Claire. Since come out and run second in the derby. Like, no slouch, but just wore him down. 
Um, and that was over 1800. This is 2000. Maybe they've sort of um, worked him out a bit more and sort of calmed him down and maybe he can run out the trip being a more seasoned three-year-old. But What do you make of weight? Because I'm getting a three and a half kilo, you know. Juniper is a pretty solid sort of horse. I yeah. doubt 60 kilos is going to really phase him. Okay. Just like I look at that type of stuff and for me, if it's going to be a brutally run race. Nikita's, you know, Nikita's on board if I'm fine with that. But I'm only going for Kilo for that massive win last time. Yeah, there was a couple of negatives to him, but I, he's the best, I think he's the best horse in this race. Um, he's got more around Colding, who I think is a very smart horse. He'll, we'll see him prominent in the spring. If he was $4 like he was earlier, I would have taken the punt. I can't back him now at $2.20. Uh, horse I was making a slight case for in the race was Jaguary over from Adelaide. His first up win was... Um, pretty good there at Balaclava then last start. He ran that third fastest last 1,200 of the meeting. He just got a long way out of his ground in that race. He actually hit the line quite well. He gets right down the weights for Jess Eaton. He's going to want sort of 2,000 metres here. He's not the worst if you got... Well, he's 21 bucks now. I doubt the market's going to find him. Like He could start 50s on the fair late. Well, that's or, a fair shout. Did, did, did enough over in uh, New Zealand. Did start 50s in the... Like there's, I think there's, just, there. there's enough to this horse. Like there's, take Junipal and Tabby run out of this race. There's not much here. Yeah. Like you could definitely run top four for you. Uh, you'd be definitely adding to your exotics. So what's your bet here? Are you betting or are you just leaving it at the moment with the current odds? Oh, I'd be Jaguar in place, but I'm not real confident. Okie dokie. On to race seven, three-year-old fillies over 1,200 metres. Gadodden. Is it down from Sydney? Yeah. 420? Oh, it's been down, it's jumped out down here. Okay. So it's been down here a while, so trial court punters. Yep. Sweet Jazz, 550. Golden Halo, 650. Voilier, 950, 10s at one place. And Tell Me, 10s at one place. And then there's a couple of 11s here, so I'll mention them. Street Icon, Black Bliss, and Pinion. Matt, Godotton could lead this field. Um... Street Icon could come across. I think News Girl, realistically, they might want to push forward and try to get to the lead and try and um, recapture her form from the autumn. Great back, Gratz, the great Bratsky should be there. Even Talmekin position up. Like, we, we sort of know a lot of these fillies, like Valier, Graceful Storm, they're going to be out of the back. So, Gudodden's probably the most interesting runner because if she finds the lead, Linda Meachon could be game over. Do you think they'll want to lead? I know they did two back at Canterbury and they have previously in a group three in Morpherville, so they've got the early tempo to do so. But last start, they probably... Uh, last start, he should have led. Yeah, He's then wide, no cover. He's three wide, OSL uh, pretty much. Yes, I remember that quite well, that ride. Don't fast. Um, I backed her first up. I got a bit of time for her. I think... Um, Oh, Linda's on street icon. Sorry, punters. Willow's on. That's probably not a negative, realistically. Willow's the most important job. You'd be okay with Willow on board, although... Linda's on soothing. That's where I was getting that mixed up. Well, tell me this. If you've got a front runner, who would you rather on? Willow or Linda? Linda. I'd rather Linda as well. So I'm actually saying it's a negative if they're wanting to go forward. That's a very rare case. But we, we were asked this last week uh, on the by one of the punters. Who do you, you know, which jockey do you like and where? And we gave Linda a massive shout as a front-running jockey. <laughs> she comes out and wins on some massive 50-to-1 shot leading. I know. 
the so-called derby winner. Yeah, beats my best bet of the day, and I'm absolutely walling with another second. It was not a good thing. Thank you, Linda. I think we might have saw the derby winner at Bendigo a few weeks ago. Anyway. Ooh, the sneaky male. Mm. Maybe watch for the Ballarat synthetic acceptances on Tuesday, and we'll wait and see their punters. But anyway, Godotton here... I got a bit of time for it. I thought four dollars twenty in a race where, like Valia got the better of them last start. Most of these fillies. I was looking for a bit of different form lines, and she's it. The other one's Golden Halo coming through the Creswick Series final, where um, for a race that can sometimes be a bit junk, it, on figures it might actually measure up this year. Like to the six hundred, they went nine lengths or nearly ten lengths above to the six hundred, and then ran a really strong overall time. She ran second there. Her win at Swan Hill was very good. I know it was at Swan Hill, but she couldn't have won any easier. She was patting against in the proud mistakes, complete forgive run. The run prior, she was taking ground off Valor Road um, to fame behemoth in the uh, UK stakes over there in Adelaide. She's going really Group well. Three, wasn't it? Yeah. D. Endel um, has, knows the horse from prior days. He's won on her before. So I thought they were the two ways to play the race, and I was pretty keen to play them both. Like, um, I was leaning away from the Melbourne Phillies form lines. I thought you could play Golden Halo and Godolvin in a quaddy or just, you know, equal stake, and I think you should be getting correct. I thought Godolvin was a false favourite here. I think it's only the price because of the stable and the jockey. I'm taking it on. I think, can it win? Sure, but I don't think it should be favourite. Sweet Jazz, I think it is an absolute nonny. I can't believe it's second favourite and I'm taking it on. Uh, Golden Halo, I can see everything you're saying. It's four stars, Drew. Nonny. That's a bit hard. It's had its chances. It's a nonny, especially in this grade. Take it back in class and I'll back you. Um, Golden Halo, I think the map is the only thing that turns me off this horse. If they would give a bit of change of tactics to be slightly further forward or something like that. Yeah, that's fair. Because I can't see massive tempo here. So I think it's going to struggle to get into the race at the right time. The same with Voilier. I think we got the money out of it last start and I think it should have been beaten in that race by something. And I come to that horse. It was my follow forward from the day called Tell Me. I was shocked when I looked at the market and I saw $10. It was an absolute moral beating at Caulfield. It should have absolutely romped in. It was travelling. It was the only thing travelling. Yeah, and you're race. shocked because usually these horses come out and they're way too well found exactly, in the yeah. early markets. Yeah. Well, like Charlene, I thought they wouldn't find Charlene in the earlier race. And then you look at it, you go, oh, $3, what's going on there? Yeah, well, I thought this would end 5 $6. I'm looking going... Getting tens, and they haven't backed it overnight, which is actually a positive as well. Um, look, if I just keep going back over all the information for it, we've got Poi on board. We already know that's a massive check mark. Barrier four. I'm getting the perfect spot in run. I'm not going to get trapped the rails. I'm crossing my fingers. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> Knock on some wood. Um, it just gets a gun run. No excuses if they get out at the right time. And Poi, I think will. It's it's my best value of the day. Like I'll. I like Groundbreak earlier for a bit of massive value, but this is clearly the value of the day. I have it much shorter. I think it should be favourite here. Okay. On to race number eight is the race of the day. The Sir John Monash Stakes over 1,200 metres? 11. Always get that wrong. Did the Oakley Plate go up in prize money today? I couldn't see anything on it. So those who haven't... Don't been watching, so. we've had some massive prize money and announcements, nothing for punters, unfortunately, but welcome welcome to racing. Um, 
I'm hoping that it got it because otherwise there's going to be a country cup worth the same amount as a group one sprint race called the Oakley Plate. <laughs> Probably. Um, it might have. I'm not quite sure there, but there's plenty of races that did. I think the most interesting races that did were those country, mm. the country cup. Oh, it's not the, the country series, I think they call it. It's like the, the Victorian... Um, yeah, country, country series is right. What do they call yeah. that? Sydney race? Uh, the Kosciuszko. Yeah, it's like yeah. a Victorian sort of version of that with all the lead-ups. But that, that got a huge prize money increase. So you can't be a Melbourne trainer. You have to be a trainer from not in the Melbourne area. Mm. And well, none of... Well, so Ballarat's fine? Yeah, but I think no, you, can't, you can't have multiple bases. So I don't okay. think Kieran Mars horses would be eligible. All Weir's horses were eligible. And that's the sort of races that Nike's watching. And not yep. Coldy sort of went through and run. Um, but like horses so Mitchie Friedman's all sweet then. Mitchie Friedman, I think Harbour Views might be sort of set that way. Yeah, well, well, if you've got a horse and you want to get into the series punters, mm-hmm. head on over to Mitchie Friedman. He's flying at the moment. Fast playing another winner during the week. Right. Captain Harry. Captain Harry, that was how good was that ride by Jess out front? I pulled, I, I wasn't on it, so you know, it's not me. I backed it last time, dropped off. So I backed something else off. in the race, so I got my pants pulled down. <laughs> it was such a good ride. Uh, okay, so we're on to the Sir John, John Monash Stakes, race eight. Fairly open field, soothing, $4.40. That's a bit of a shock. Bandapur now with the lambing stable. Craig Williams stays on board. Um, I said 150,000 they got him for on that 170, I think. podcast. I yeah. think it was more like 250,000. I thought I saw 170. I would have looked. They didn't pay that much for it. This horse should have gone for 400. You reckon? Yeah. Well, it only needs to win two city class races. You know, I wouldn't have paid 200,000 for him. Yeah. I wouldn't pay 200,000 for us anyway. If I said it to Richard Lamming, if you look what they've done with Dogmatic compared to what Godolphin did, they've yeah. improved to 10 lengths. Yeah. So, you know, you got to have that go at it. Uh, Malibu Sal coming off a controversial win, eight fifty. Uh, Jungle Edge similar price, Heart Conquered similar price. Um, longer the rest. Just quickly, haven't got your thoughts on it, Nico. Malibu style, scratching or non-scratching? Uh, right decision was made, I think. Fair enough. Um, and sorry, crack, think the, crack the code at the bottom, eight dollars. I don't think he gained an advantage from what happened, so I think the right decision was made there. Jungle Edge is probably your leader here from Barrier 14. Michael Poy seems to be pretty switched on how to ride this horse. I think you need to go fast out in front because he has no turn of foot. So he'll know that and we'll be doing that. Heart Concord will be there. Malibu Style can be right there. Oak Door shown plenty of speed in his jump outs recently. I'd be shocked if he was far away. And then got a bit of a comp of him in behind or looking to find positions. Um, Heart Empire can probably roll forward from the outside. What price are you getting Empire 31s? Yep. It's a big price. All about Nikki 51s. A few big odds runners here. Um, I thought we, when I was doing my preview last night, I didn't think we'd be getting as much rain as we did today, so I've just kind of said Jungle Edge can't win. Well, that's not true, it can win now. Um, that being said, it was towed up at Randwick last start. Cesar might just be a very good horse going forward, though, so... The way Cesar won that was it's a Group 1, potentially Everest type of horse. Team Hawks say. this spring, watch out. Mm. They are back. That, I, I think in your, I'd just say, I've backed Cesar in the Everest markets with a certain bookie who gives you money back if they don't get nominated. So if they don't get a slot, I think you get in 26s, it was worth a play. Um, 
outside of Jungle Edge, Malibu style just keeps on winning. Like, how's it going around $8, $9 here when Chrissy Parnham's retaining the ride? Just go look up the stats of Chrissy Parnham when he actually flies in to ride this horse. That should have been a bit of a, a ticker for us last week to go while he's flying in to ride for his dad. The Palm Dog. And he just gets on with the horse and he just keeps on winning from it. Bandapur, I'm scared shitless of because of what Lemming's been done, able to do with Dogmatic. Um, yeah, it's no doubt he improved it. Yeah. Uh, I have a hot tempo in here, obviously. I think Hard Empire was not suited last start by the really, really slow tempo. So I think it can improve massively. It'll be on speed and it'll be there in the finish. So I think it's a big price at 31s. And all about Nikki. Yeah, it's up in class. It has to do something different, but... It'll be travelling, it'll be there, and it'll need luck. But can't let it go around it. It'll be 50s and it'll be 100s on Betfair. This is a very, very deep race. Extremely uh, deep. I thought there was a horse in the market I was looking to be hard against. She's not too short, but I think she should be double her price. That's cracked the code. Yep. She's going off three-year-old Phillies form where she fell in. Um, you know, I backed her that day, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not hard against her, but she dead set fell in. Betty News Girl twice. Um, these girls not really backed it up either. This girl's barely a horse, not in this sort of grade. I thought she was way under the odds at eight dollars here when you can be taking eight dollars about Jungle Edge and Melbourne style. Yes, they're old, but they're seasoned campaigners. Like they, you know what you're gonna get with them. Mm. Um, she was unders. I thought Soothing was unders at four dollars. Like she does have a big figure. I didn't even mention Soothing in the race because I just think it's a number. Like I think you can just take it on. She has a big, big figure sort of going back. Um, oh nearly this time last year, where she won at Ramwick uh, with the J-Mac on. It was a fast run race. Didn't beat much. Maximus you'd be taking on here. Resin you'd be taking on. Top striker went around 50s when it won two weeks ago. Like, they're all just numbers if they're in this race. It, it was getting cowed up by Grey Shadow, Miss Leonidas from within. Malibu style beat it. You yeah, know? but the Godolphin, were, they weren't going as good back then. He was sort of a, a real fresh... Like, fresh was best with James Cummings then, and then they sort of dropped off, so I can see why she sort of tapered off her form. Like, Linda Ron, uh, I think it's probably a tick for this horse, but I thought she was probably more like a $6 chance in this. Mm, if I was playing a quaddy, I wouldn't leave out Ken's dream. Um, 1,100 metres, 9 watt go, but he looks like he's returned in really good order. Um, better order than what he did in the summer. He did run second to our Luca over 1,000 metres. He's got enough... Sort of zip and his first start record's good enough. Speaking of horses with no uh, no ticker laid out, Luca. Oh, yeah. He just uses all his tickets out in front, <laughs> doesn't he? This horse, Weary must have had a big opinion of him because he never really, he's never really done anything on the clock or sort of putting a race away to say that he was, you know, a Group 1 class horse and he was adamant that he was a Group class horse. So maybe if the Kiramar team have got this horse right... Um, he could run a big race here for you at $19. And if there's any one team that's been successful with taking over these Darren Weir horses and continuing on with them, we're calling it the residual grouse, but, you know, whatever you want to call it, Dicko calls it residual grouse, but he's been able to get these Weir horses to continue on and continue improving. So, yeah, 200 days between runs, you have to wonder why that happened, but you're saying the barrier trial was good? Yeah, like... I think he's got a very similar setup to what he's probably being trained with with Weir, with now Kiramar, mm. with their beach stable. So I thought $19, you could definitely throw him in your quaddy and have something on him. Oak Door, probably same boat, um, has a lot of talent. Ben Mullen aboard. I wouldn't leave him out of my quaddy. If I was saying a quaddy, I'd take the first four numbers and probably 
take in soothing and then look look around the rest because like realistically um a few of these horses are short enough for what they've actually done compared to all the horses at the top of the weights that were proven i'll make benny mellium since he's come back last 50 runners going at 24 percent that's the same as craigie and he's a positive roi jockey the last 50 and even the last 12 months he's just run on the verge yeah he, he gets the right rides and he gets them home benny he had a fill up they're packing them the other day well, yeah, he rode three in a row. Ah, uh, no, two in a row. That was the uh, Sandown one for the third. Uh, last race of the day, race number nine. It is a 1,700-metre race, BM90 to finish it. It's a tough way to finish the day, especially when you've got a grey horse as favourite, which probably won't be found from the yard. It's very hard to find grey horses from the yard. Uh, Shrouded in Mist, favourite, $3.30. Estaps, es, I'm always going to say this one incorrectly. Exasperate, $5.50. Um, Bedford, similar price. Villamont, $6.50. El Galel, $8.50. Longer the rest. Albertino's your leader. Common Carl, if they want to. Like last start. If they want to win again, just sit OSL. He'll be your best chance. They're not letting them get five, six lengths on them like they did last start. They, they, they didn't even go overly fast. It was just poor riding behind. I imagine that's sort of similar sort of setup here. Shrewd in the Mist can be right there. Al Galilal, um, Barrier 3 can probably be more forward. Bedford and Villamont are in tricky sort of positions from wider barriers. They might have to go a long way back or even look to push forward. So I thought they had... Um, sort of tough maps, but they are two of the more class horses in the race. I was surprised this market, like, Exasperate's coming off a good win at Soundown last start. Um, realistically, I punished seriously, it was in a benchmark 64. Yeah. Up like, to a BM90 city grade wave. I'm not calling Soundown city grade, by the way. Come on. If you tried to get out of Soundown, it ain't in the city. Yeah. Be like going to Warwick Farm or yeah. something like that, wouldn't it? It's barely in the city. It's its, it's own city, Dandenong, that's for sure. It's a completely different part of the world, Springvale. Um, yeah, well, you've just mentioned one of my, my... My lay of the day is in this race, and it's taking on Exasperate and Bedford. They're both 5 five fifty in the market. They're taking up a chunk of this market for no real reason. Like, I think Bedford, yeah, one last up, but the times were only okay, and its form's been horrible up until that point, and it didn't have to beat much. Same with coming out of BM64 Exasperate. I'm happy to take it on. I think Shroud and Miss is probably justified being favourite. I think it's extremely short now at 3.30, so I'm kind of looking around it in the market. I'm looking at Villamont. Now, my problem with Villamont is I'm not sure if it'll handle the wet track. So the wetter it gets, the less likely I'm to back it. El Galil is probably actually the class runner here. Like, when you go back and look at its form, where it's been SPing $2, $3 in City Class at Caulfield, I think it can regain that form here. I think $9.50, we're getting an extremely good price. And I couldn't lose on Ticamosa on what it did last night. You're getting 15s, it'll probably start 30s on the day for a horse that beat a really good class of, you know, class of racehorses. I mean, it beat Shrouded and Mist, who's the $3.30 favourite here, and it's five times the price already. I can't, can't lose on it. Yeah, I couldn't back Shroud and Miss at three dollars thirty. I thought she was easily beatable here, same as Exasperate. Um, Bedford was good winning last start. I think he's got numbers in his sort of form back a long time ago that would say he's he was sort of on the fringe of sort of 
open sad day listed class. I'll agree on that, definitely. Um, back in the day, last day, you might have just finally, you know, third up, found it again. Um, strikes us off track here as well. He's a horse who has his issues. The horse I want to back in the race, I'll go low. Like, he's $9.50. I marked him $6. Um, he just did had to do way too much work first up. He hadn't had a jump out going in. Like... So he's already behind it. He was behind. Um, he drifted on the day. He had to do a lot of work for the position he was in. Um, you know, the, the race to the 600, they went 13 lengths above par. And then he was just way too far back in the race. And he didn't have a platform to do it. Now, second up, Kieran Mario earlier in the week said this horse is... Um, Gallops and Senna have been very good. That he's going very well. He's consistent. Um, Dicko's got a really good handle on him from the mounting yard. Yeah, that's so most important for the mounting yard male. Dicko I'm finds him. Teo's on. He shouldn't be nine dollars here. Villamont's in the same boat. Um, Six dollars fifty is probably more. Um, his correct price in Al Galal, but he's right in this race now. Fourth up. Um, his best form. You only look back to his last win was over a mile where he beat Dark Dream, who went over to the Hong Kong. Yeah. Races and was I think he SP favorite in the Hong Kong Derby from memory. He did, yep. So like, if he can recapture that, I think they finally sort of um, to my eye, it looks like this horse will finally get out over a trip like they thought he would, and it seems like they've stripped a bit of that condition off him. What he was carrying in his three-year-old career, he's sort of a bit less bulky now, um, which is strange considering they didn't go him, which can usually happen. Yeah. But this looks like he's matured a lot more since then. He's definitely right in the race. Bedford, I'm really scared of, but I think he's a bit short at five dollars. I'll be playing. Uh, I'll go low nine fifty. He just looks a good bet to me. So we're going to do a few things here. First of all, Dicko's flying mounting yard mail. Big collects on Saturday. Big collects midweek. Getting a food first two home, you're just having a nice day regardless. So you can get on board punters. Go to themailbag.com.au. I reckon it'll be a big week for Scurry. I think so. In as Sydney. Well, well he's flying at the moment as well. He had a really good weekend as well. Yeah, we backed that thing at seven dollars the other day. That came out one. They had a bit of a launch. Thing up. in the last as well with nines. That was good. The first race in Sydney, they had two very very smart colts going around that yeah. could be prominent in some spring races. So I'll be yeah. interested to see his opinion on those. Okay. Two. The Team Hawks runner, spend or spare. Yeah. And the Waller horse is also a very smart horse as well. Hawks have had an opinion that they have a really, 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 really good two-year-old. They haven't let it go yet, so this may just be it. Um, movers punters have been absolutely cleaning up the past two weeks. There's still a few slots left, so DM me or Dicko to get involved, and we'll talk you through it and what's involved with movers. Plus, we'll give you the updated stats on that as well. So we only update till the end of the month, but... If you want in the last two weeks, we can give that to you as well because they're looking very, very, very healthy. Best bets, best value lay of the day. I'll go first, so you've got the time to chuck it down. My best bet is race six, number three, Tabby Run. $3, very keen. It'll lead all the way and get the job done. My best value, I've got two. Race seven, number one, tell me it's the value of the day. I'm getting $10, $3.30. Very, 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 very keen off its last run to, to back it. Race three, number two, ground break, $8, $2.80. Once again, the, the mapping is the only thing that I think can get it beat. Other than that, it's right in the finish. And I'm just gonna say race nine, number one, El Galil as well at 9.50 each way there again in the last, I think is a bit of a, my layers of the day, it's two horses in the same race, Bedford and Exact, it's, it's Yep, pretty fat meeting, I reckon. It's juicy. 
first race, I think most likely winning chance on the program is can't be done. Um, if you're fair. looking to take in multis and things like that, I think he's your most likely winning chance. I seriously think the best bet is race five, horse number one, Hudson Eagle. He should not be $15. He is the best bet on the program for mine. The best value is race nine, horse number one, Al Galal. Again, it shouldn't be $9.50. should be closer to $6 in that market. I'm pretty keen to play those two, especially Hudson Eagle each way at that big price. Ken Stream can run a race for you in the St. John Monash Stakes, race eight, horse number four. And I'll be playing race seven, number two, Golden Halo, and number nine, Gododden. So for Betfair, the Case Bet Cup, we will be doing the Sir John and Monash Stakes. I imagine you'll be taking Ken's Dream. I'll take Ken's Dream. And I will go for a, I think it is the Rank Outsider in All About Nikki at $51. Just to be, to be kind to people, I will take the Dead Outsider. How's that sound? Can't disagree with that. It was that or Hard Empire and Hard Empire's got I just a little pick, soft ground query. Try to pick something that's not ever going to run last. Well, I don't think All About Nikki's ever running last year. Like, it's the outsider of the field, and I would happily back it head to head to beat, you know, I want half this field. Crack the code. She could definitely run last. But yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? So, we're going to be out there on Saturday at Caulfield once again, get involved in Mounting Yard Mail. Are we going to get wet? Well, Always at Caulfield, there's, you know, no no cover. Come on. That's fine. Well, if you don't mean to go to stand upstairs, you'll probably be on a camera in the in the dark. In the dark again, just yeah. out in the mounting yard, get absolutely smashed. I don't think I've ever got wetter in my life than that last race at Caulfield. Just, whole pants were saturated. Anyway. Fair enough. Better than going to Cecil Street, mate. 